So I'm hearing over and over again that now is the time for self-care. And I wanted to give you my take on self-care for leaders because for people who have impact and influence over others, authentic self-care is twofold. Number one, it requires that we model self-care ourselves as the leader. And number two, we need to find better ways to encourage self-care for our people, those within our span of care. On today's episode, I want to give you three tactics for checking in on that twofold approach, for making sure that you're modeling it well, but also so that you're finding better ways to encourage it with your team. Welcome to the Coffee on Leadership podcast. I'm Shaylee Trentum, a higher education practitioner and professor turned consultant, guiding leaders in cultivating creativity and wholeness through learning and development. And this podcast is a whole lot of that, fit in the short segments you can listen to over a cup of coffee. Meet me here as I design conversations around leadership that you can authentically integrate into the spaces where you lead and have impact. Cheers. I have often been the boss who tells others to take time and take care of themselves, but then cannot heed my own advice. I am a person who does not easily turn off after leaving work and after years in higher education where my role was a live-in position with students, I was actually on call 24-7. So self-care felt limited to whatever I could fit into the parameters of my role. Self-care meant taking time to fully disengage from work on my plate, but for years that felt nearly impossible because of my on-call, crisis management, live-in position. I've slept in my clothes knowing that I would likely get called out of bed in the middle of the night. I have passed my nine-month-old baby through my car window to a neighbor while I sped off to the hospital to take care of a student. I have chosen sleepless nights for critical conversations and have shuffled personal time with family for events, work duties, and trainings that might leverage my career. I have sucked at self-care. And no, I'll say, but with years and years of practice, I have also grown really good at identifying what I need to make self-care happen. So let's talk through three steps to self-care for high-achieving leaders, okay? Number one, think about the end goal of self-care, which is rejuvenation. For years, I would hear self-care and think solely massage or facial. I would hear, take some time off and think, sacrifice time. You could be working for that next promotion, project, etc. I'm a highly efficient person and I use my strength of strategy for everything from the way I tackle a project to loading the dishwasher. So the idea of slowing down felt inauthentic to how I function. That was a lie. And when I was reading a book on vocation and bringing your whole self to work, and I hit this quote by Parker Palmer, it changed things. Here's what Parker Palmer said. Self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer others. Anytime we can listen to true self, and give the care it requires, we do it not only for ourselves, but for many others whose lives we touch, end quote. That's all I needed. I needed the reminder that self-care was not just for me. It was rejuvenation of my soul 
for the people I served with my work. And as a highly efficient and values-driven person, I needed to connect that idea that taking care of myself meant I could take care of others. That rejuvenation, the idea of restoring ourselves to a previous state, is the goal. It is not just the practice of slowing down, but the art of finding restoration and rejuvenation in the very space that drives us to speed up. What gives you the most joy in your work? What is your why that got you started? The thing that gets you out of bed every day with purpose? Now, what is the thing that stops you from getting there? What does the goal require of you most? Now, let's focus your self-care there. What do you need for your soul to rejuvenate so you can do more of that? What's stopping you from getting there? And how do we get that out of the way? Which leads me to point number two. Consider that self-care looks drastically different for everyone. And then find what works for you. For me, it was not facials or massages. (laughs) For you, it might be exercise. But whatever the form of self-care, I really do believe that the focus should be on whatever fills you up, brings you joy, steadies your mental health. So how will you rejuvenate your body and specifically your mind so that you are functioning at your best mentally? It could be working out. Physical exercise is proven to change our mental state. And I have a friend who restores her soul through the water because that's so much of what her childhood was. So the beach, lakes, rivers, wherever she can fully rejuvenate is near water. For me, it's space to think, to read, and then to think some more. And the very way that I rejuvenate is polar opposite of how my husband rejuvenates. He is an adventurer, so it's a hike or a beach day or hanging out with a massive group of people. For both of us, it's intentional time with our boys and each other. But what does that look like? So in your professional development, spend intentional time studying what self-care, deep soul care means for you. Have grace for yourself that you might need to continually try new things, and it may not work the first time because nothing is perfect on the first try. Remember that self-care is a practice and requires commitment to the approach of whole well-being. You must establish rhythms of wholeness, the ebb and flow of a schedule designed to fill you up as a leader. In exploring and mastering self-care for yourself, you are modeling this to your teams and more importantly, giving permission to your team to do that same kind of exploration. So number three is hold yourself and the team accountable. Good leaders encourage self-care because they want a rejuvenated team, a team who has taken rest periods so that they can be more creative in seasons of innovation and intentional work time. This includes you as the leader. We embrace rhythms of self-care for ourselves so that we can identify and encourage those same rhythms in others. If you cannot identify that you are on the verge of burnout, you will not see it in others. If you cannot model self-care authentically, your team will not trust that you mean it when you say, take some time off for yourself. If rejuvenation is your end goal, then you must put in the work to rejuvenate. 
so that you can show how this whole self-care thing works. It means you understand how to personalize it later in a one-on-one where you can genuinely say, I took some time to unplug this weekend and played Legos with my kids. What were you able to do that made you feel rejuvenated fully? And if your employee's answer is terrible and you have some context to know that they were working all weekend to hit a deadline or they're taking care of a family member when they're home or whatever it is, have the courage as a leader to consider how you can help and say something like, why don't you think about something that you love to do just for fun? Because it's pure play for you and do that this weekend. And I'm going to check back in next Monday morning and make sure that you did it. And then you actually put a reminder in your calendar for Monday morning and you shoot a text then to check in and celebrate them when they did it. And this is an unsolicited number four because I said I was giving you like three tactics today. But one of my greatest pieces of advice for organizations and teams is to create a culture of celebrating both personal and professional wins. Normalize work-life integration. People will be on board with that. Okay, so choose self-care, model it, encourage it, give permission to yourself and your team so that it's a priority because a happier, healthier team is a more cohesive, innovative, creative, productive team. Remember, Self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift you have. And that's whatever you were put on this earth to pass along to others. Thanks for listening to the Coffee on Leadership podcast. Take a few moments to reflect on how you will integrate today's episode into your life. And let me know if it was helpful to your leadership. Reach out, visit my website, or leave a comment. And don't forget to share with colleagues and subscribe for future learning. Until our next cup of coffee together, cheers.